Okay, everybody, welcome to the interview portion of the VO Meter. Today, we are pleased to welcome an award-winning voice director and casting director. He has worked on over 200 games, films, and television shows, including Harry Potter for Connect, Fallout 3, Elder Scrolls 4, and Oblivion. He's also a BAFTA judge, and you know what? He's also a mean drummer. So please <laughs> join me in welcoming CEO and founder of Gravy for the Brain and High Score Productions, Hugh Edwards. Welcome, Hugh. Hello. How are you all doing? I'm great. I'm fired up on tons of coffee. How are you? <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm on the Diet Coke, so I'm getting there as well. Good. Wonderful. Well, we wanted to start off, Hugh, by telling us a little bit about how you got to where you are now and being the CEO for Gravy for the Brain and how that got started. Sure, yeah. Um, okay, so originally, I mean, my, my, my main kind of I suppose my job title originally is that I'm a I'm a voice director, and that's that's kind of how I got into this caper. Um, I always had um, a an artistic and theatrical flair when I was younger, and then um, I, I ended up, funnily enough, uh, starting a company with my best friend, um, a guy called Jeremy Paul Carroll, um, back in 2002, I believe it was, um, which was doing music for um, for computer games. And that became very successful, and we did pretty well there. And um, then this uh, this games company came to me, and they said, "Listen, you do dialogue, right?" And we went, "Yes." Um, and uh, so we we then got given this first dialogue game, which was a, a snooker game with um, a UK snooker world champion called Steve Davis. Um, so I went and got some more directorial training, and went back to sort of theatrical roots. And um, the rest, in terms of my voice production and voice direction is kind of history. Um, I did a lot of games in a very short time. I mean, at one point we were doing sort of 40, 45 games a year, something like that. Um, wow. It was it was just a massive, yeah. I, and, and on top of that, promos, um, theater um, and um, radio clips and all the kind of things that go along with voice production and then moving into corporate, of course, as well. But my at the time, my love was was gaming. And then one day, I was actually a producer on a, on a film, uh, a film called Little Big Men, and it was uh, it was quite a cool film because it was it was about these five kind of it was for kids, right? And it, it was about these five kind of uh, gangsters um, who, in a sort of caperish, uh, mutley kind of way, um, ended up getting caught by the karma police and then shrunk into children. And the the, the funny thing was is that the children kept the voices of the adults, um, and their their kind of goal throughout the film was to get you know uh, put back to real size and the karma police didn't want to let them do it. The long and the short of it is, it was a very low-budget film. And when I when I say low-budget, I'm not talking kind of Hollywood low-budget like a million. You know, we're talking sort of five grand. You know, it was, it was really low. Wow. Um, so we ran out of budget very quickly, and we finally needed to get a voiceover done, and we had no money left. So I called up one of my friends, um, uh, one of... The, one of the UK's best um, radio drama producers, a guy called Neil Gardner. And I said, listen, I need a voiceover. Um, can you help me out? And he said, well, there's always Peter Dixon and he'll kind of do anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I rang up Peter um, and Peter agreed to come and do it. And in actual fact, he paid to work on the project because he paid his own petrol to our studio. Um, and this was, I mean, this this kind of goes to show peter's temperament that this was at the height of his x-factor career you know it was prime time he was working on absolutely everything and he seriously didn't need to do this at all but he just came and did it out of the love of doing things like this you know so he came and did the film and then maybe a month later um i i got a game which was a, a national geographic game and i then 
kind of gave Peter a role in it as a thank you for, for doing the other thing for free. And on the way up to that thing, um, my girlfriend at the time was saying, oh, why don't you get him to record us um, a, a telephone um, uh, answering machine message? Because he's got such a distinctive voice that, I mean, the, the, your US counterparts may not know it, but in the UK, it's like a, a household sort of voice, you know. Um, so we got him to do that. And I thought to myself, well, if I want it and if she wants it, then someone else is going to want it. So we started up this business, which was called My Ruddy Voice which effectively was like a concatenated, I mean, it was like early TTS, I suppose, but it was, it was creating things where it would say, you know, Paul, it's your birthday, in that kind of way, and, and the Pauls would <laughs> all pleasant. be recorded. We'd, yeah. yeah that was that a pretty good impersonation, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and that, that, that kicked off and was amazing, and then within two or three weeks totally flopped as we realised that the world didn't want ringtones anymore. But it led us to a liquid lunch, and this liquid lunch was when we were talking about games and game voice and all that kind of stuff. And from that lunch, we basically worked out that, at least in the UK at the time, and remember, this is back in now, sort of 2005 or something like that, um, there were very, very few people doing uh, voice work in gaming. And, you know, uh, two or three pints later, we, we set the world to rights about why that was, which was basically that all the people who knew how to do it knew how to do it. And everybody else who didn't, I was having to train in front of Electronic Arts and Sega and Square Enix and all these all these people. And so we decided to do something about it because it was a bit embarrassing, you know, but embarrassing not only for us of having to train people, but also for the voice artists who should know how to do all that work. But it was in the infancy of gaming. And so we, we started this workshop. I think the first one was 2006. And that was, although we didn't know it, that was the beginning of Gravy for the Brain. So we then decided to do an online version of that in 2008. And that exploded around the world with the Voice for Beginners course. And we kind of didn't really look back from there. And then in 2013, we thought, this has just grown to be a monster. We're actually going to have to create a formal business around this. So that's when we incorporated. And we incorporated then with version one. Uh, and we've just released our version 5 platform uh, a few days ago. Well, congratulations. It sounds like a well-deserved <laughs> rise to the top. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love that story about Peter, and we're going to actually talk to him in a, in a future interview. And mm. his, his attitude is just so down-to-earth and so so great that you've, seen, you've probably seen those auditions. Yeah. You mentioned people may not know his voice as well in the, in the U.S., but he's the equivalent of, of the audition request or the, the voice match for Morgan Freeman. So, or Sam Elliott. Every audition I get says, we'd like you to sound like Sam Elliott and Morgan Freeman or some combination thereof. In the UK, it's yeah. Peter. So right. I had this audition that I, that I had from an overseas client where, or actually it was a marketplace, and they said, we're looking for a Peter Dixon-like voice. And I actually got on there sort of tongue-in-cheek and said, why don't you just ask Peter? So, yeah. And I said, if you like, I'll ask him. So I did, and, and he said, sure, I'd be happy to help. Just give me the details. And that's just the kind of attitude he has. It's really fantastic. Yeah, and there's, I've said this in a few courses as well, that um, there are some people who think that, uh, you know, those kind of people who say, you know, I'm not getting out of bed for less than $300 an hour, you know. Um, but Peter's a living proof of the fact that putting yourself in the position where luck can happen to you is really important. And he didn't need, to, you know, he didn't need to do it. He had easily enough money. He had the fame. He had the, the big, you know, Saturday night TV shows. But he came and did that thing just for the fun of it. And it led to something else. And I, I often think that, you know, p people say to me, oh, God, you're so lucky being in the position you're in. It's like, well, yes, we are. But we've also put a, a lot of hard work into it. And we've also put ourselves into the position where luck can happen. Um, and it's, it's a nice trait of, for people to have, you know. 
Right. So you talked about the beginner course on, on Gravy for the Brain that was so successful to begin with. Talk about some mm. of the specialties you have now in helping people train to be a voice actor. Yeah, I, I mean, our, our aim really with Gravy for the Brain um, has always been to provide everything. Now, I know a lot of people say that, but we've, we've really kind of done our level best to make it happen. So we have 16 different voiceover courses, um, ranging from the core ones like voiceover for beginners, um, advanced voiceover to professional standard, um, all the way through to things like creating your own amazing demo reels, or at least prepping for working with a good director, um, improving your casting chances, uh, how to do commercials, how to do gaming. You know, I mean, the, the list is is up to 16, and there's a lot in there. We still have more to do. Um, there are still um, four topics that we're going to be working on this year, um, but the main courses are there. And then we do um, webinars, which are effectively kind of like, I suppose, lecture-based webinars with a Q&A on them. Um, and the idea of Gravy for the Brain is that... Um, uh, and this is not to be negative about any other training companies, but what we wanted to do was was bring the cost right down so that it's affordable to everybody. So rather than have the model where, you know, you pay for one course and then you go and pay for another course and then you pay for another course, the idea was that whilst you're a member, you get everything and nothing is upsold and nothing is charged. And the, I, I suppose one of the main reasons that was happening is that we also have a mentoring area. And one of the things I found very early on was that people would have a specific problem and I knew that you know webinar X or course Y would solve that for them and was a you know a 15 hour course and so I wasn't going to tell them everything in that 15 hours so I'd kind of say to them well you can fix this by going and take you know course Y or whatever it may be but it always felt I always felt uncomfortable with it the the upselling thing you know it never sat with me so making it all accessible to everybody was a good thing so then, as I said, we have the mentoring area, um, and that comes twofold. We have a day-to-day forum-based mentoring, um, and we employ mentors and ourselves to, to stay on top of that. So whether that's for voice artist clips, or whether it's for home studio, or business marketing and branding, there's always someone there to come and talk to you about that. And then we have a live mentoring-based thing where we, we all jump on Zoom once a week, and we do various different things. Sometimes we'll go through home studio and tech stuff. Sometimes we'll go through a general Q&A. Sometimes we'll get a lot of scripts, and, and everyone will go and read through them. Um, so it's, it's very kind of empowering for people, and it also helps them in public and with their confidence and that kind of thing. And then we have just a huge array of tools. Um, I mean, really, a, a lot of tools. Um, things like uh, we've just released an escrow service, um, which would hopefully um, help people be able to charge um, clients they're either not sure of or for, for high-paying jobs or, or non-paying clients or whatever. Um, we have the VOID, which is um, stands for Voiceover Internet Database. Um, and I also should say, describes one my of the career. That... <laughs> 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 um, one of the things that um, the degree of success that Gravy for the Brain has had is that it allows us to go and do cool things for the community and not charge them. So the VOID is completely free. Um, it's void.gravyforthebrain.com, and it's basically a completely open online database of all production companies, agents, uh, conferences, resource companies, software companies, anything that's to do with voiceover, um, you know, it's it's all in there. And what we don't have in there, I think I think we've got like 100, uh, 1,800 companies in there so far, and anyone can add companies to it, and we then moderate them, which means the database is going to grow and it's all free. So if you want to go and look up, you know, agents in Australia, and go and get yourself all the agents in Australia, you can go and do that. Or if you want to narrow it down to agents in Iowa, 
then you can go and do that. Um, and it's all completely free for everybody. So we have all that. Um, we've got all these resources. And then the main thing that happened with version 5 um, is that we've decided that... Um, uh, well, I think we've, we've seen sense more than decided um, that actually we as a UK-based company, um, you know, I mean, I know a lot about casting and direction and Peter about voicing, but it is, to be fair, UK-centric. So, you know, I, I mean, there were some people in America who have been very gracious to us and who've really accepted us. And there are some who, who perhaps rightly think, well, you know, there are things you don't know about the USA. Um, and that goes all the way around the world. You know, France, for example, it has a completely different um, structure and setup and rates and unions than, than anywhere else in the world. In fact, they actually have university courses designed for voiceover. So all the regions around the world are totally different. And we've decided basically to go and localize into all of these countries. So um, J. Michael Collins is our um, territory controller for the USA. Then for um, Spanish-speaking Latin America, we have Sophia Cruz and Rona Fletcher. And for France, we have um, a guy called Stéphane Cornicard. And basically, the content is going to be completely localized into each area. But the, the, the great bit about it is that anyone who's a member can go and access any part of content from anywhere around the world. Um, and that's all included in the same membership price. Plus, we're doing good things like having a rate guide for every single country, which we're going to database. So, I mean, our goal is to is to help people as much as we can that are, you know, in the early stages of the career, help people and support people as much as we can in the intermediate to advanced stages of the career, and then give people tools for free that should be free that you don't need to pay for. Wow, Hugh, well, I'm a little concerned about your uh, designs on world domination. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, I'm just kidding. Them from the heart. <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose like um, Gandalf said, you know, I wield this power with a desire to do good. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Hugh. I mean, it sounds like such a fully featured, well-rounded service that would be useful for VO talent at any stage of their career. So thank you very much for creating it and building it into what it is today. So do you You're have, I know you just released the latest version, but do you have any plans mm. for the future? Uh, right now, any ideas? Well, do you know, um, someone said to me um, on the launch webinar, when's V6 coming out? <laughs> and it, I mean, it, it literally took us a year and a half to build V5. And a, I think it was 14 people we had in total to build it. It's a, it's a pretty big monster. Um, I, I, I know exactly what V6 is going to be. Um, but I'm afraid I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> oh, okay, um, okay. I know. I mean, what I what I will do is I'll say that um, we have incremental things coming out. So um, I mentioned the other four courses that we're going to be bringing out. Um, with the with the kind of globalization around the world, um, our aim is to get to 25 different territories within five years. Um, and in the background, we've already um, signed another five of those. So by the end of this year, I would hope that we're on sort of nine to ten territories around the world. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there, there are lots of little things we're going to be doing, things in the CRM, like um, like linking the CRM up to MailChimp. Um, and just, just little incremental things that are going to help everybody. But V6 itself, um, that one is... is well, that's going to be something else. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to spoil the surprise for that one because, I mean, with some of these things, I mean, things like um, the void. Uh, I mean, we that that was not something that existed anywhere. So we had to make sure we could do it and that it would work functionally and and, you know, be accessible to everybody so that it would work the way it should do. Otherwise, it's kind of not worth doing. You know. 
So, Hugh, we know that from seeing you at various events and functions, uh, we just spent time with you at Mavo in 2018. You were yeah. really a subject matter expert when it comes to all things voiceover. So we thought we could talk a little bit about some of the some of the issues that affect voice actors all around the world. And one of those that yeah, we hear to. a lot about is rates. And you actually spoke about mm. this at Mavo in your, in yeah. your opening address. What are some of the, the challenges you see in the rates discussion for voiceover people and voice actors around the world? Well, I mean, rates is kind of a hot topic, right? And it's, right. it's been a hot topic for, I guess, over two years now. Um, and I mean, the thing is, is that we, we live now in a, a status quo, but the status quo is moving. So we have pay to play sites and some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Um, some of them are doing active things to try and stop the race to the bottom. Some of them are actively trying to be at the bottom. Um, and this, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this is capitalism, you know, so there, this is always going to exist and in some way or another, because people take opportunity and they run with it. I think the issue for the, the voice industry as a whole is really one of education. Um, because the, I think the people coming into the industry don't understand why the rates are set. What is in their minds so high? You know, um, they they come from jobs which are, you know, paying may, maybe not minimum wage, but you know, twenty twenty five dollars an hour or thirty dollars an hour, and then they look at an hourly rate from from the uh, voiceover industry at three hundred three hundred and fifty dollars an hour, and they think, well, that's just amazing, and actually, I'm quite comfortable undercutting you at one hundred and fifty dollars an hour, but they don't see what's behind the the figure and why they're kind of set the way they are and why they've always been that way. So I think it really is a case of education. Um, the rate guides are definitely helping. You know whether whether you use ours, whether you use GVAAs, it doesn't really matter as long as you're as long as you're basing it on something and well educated. And after that, I believe that people have their own choice to do what they want. So you know if they want to go on Fiverr or cheap voiceover beers or whatever it may be, as long as they go in with their eyes open and they know what the score is, then you know then that's fine. They can do what they want. So. Um, uh, but then the second issue is one from the business side. And what a lot of the pay-to-plays aren't doing, and in, in some facts the agents aren't doing either, is is actually educating the hirers. And that's really important because I think, I think you know, if, if you do a Google search for voiceover and go down to the bottom of you know, page one or whatever it may be, you're going to find cheaper alternatives as well. And there's always, you know, the, the guy in the office who can do it um, or who says he can do it or whatever it may be. So again, it's about educating the the industry people, the industry hirers, to see why it matters to have someone who's, you know, an expert in their field in the same way that you know a carpenter would be versus some total amateur putting up a shelf, or or why the the system is based the way it does and how the quality is going to affect the perception of their brand. So um, it's a it's a tough it's a tough argument to have either way, I think, um, and. I mean, I don't know about the States, but price fixing is illegal here in the UK. Um, so it's, it's a difficult subject matter. Uh, the one thing I do think doesn't help is the, the, the people who do the whole posting of, you know, I can't believe this. Look at this. It's, uh, you know, a national spot for $80. The browbeating, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, it just brings everybody down. And what they don't realize for themselves is that everybody's watching, you know, and you, it's always the same people who do it. And... I personally see them as very negative and wouldn't want to hire someone like that because they're probably going to badmouth me somewhere down the road for something I've done, you know, or whatever it might be. 
Um, so I think as long as it's done constructively, and you know, I mean, all the conferences are doing good things. They're all putting up rates, uh, discussions. Um, Wovo is doing a good job pointing to all the rate guides. Most of the education companies, ourselves, GVAA, we're all doing good things about rates. So I, I think it's it's stabilizing and it's moving. And as long as we accept the fact that everything is going to change and that, you know, this time in two years time, it'll be a different industry again, then we'll all be OK. Wonderful. Well, I hope your predictions come true for the most part, like cautiously <laughs> optimistic. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Hugh, for joining us today. I learned so much about you and your wonderful company, and we'd love to have you back another time. So, oh, I'd love to come, Sean. Thank you. So, Hugh, you mentioned conferences. You yourself are part of a conference that takes place in the UK for voice acting and voiceover industry. Yeah. Tell us about the One Voice yeah. Conference. Uh, well, the One Voice is um, the... Well, there are actually two conferences in the UK. Um, one is One Voice Conference, and one is one that's been running a lot longer, which is the Vox Conference. As it turns out, as of last year, we now run both of them, um, but they're different things. Vox is for the, the local radio industry, and One Voice is, a, is an entire voiceover industry-based thing. Um, in the UK, the One Voice conference is by far the biggest. Um, and actually, uh, in, in terms of the number of people who attend, I think it's around sort of 300-ish. We're going for 350 this year. Um, is the second biggest in the world after Vio Atlanta. And I don't mind saying that... that Vio Atlanta is a really special conference and we kind of modeled it on the same ideas because it's just so good, you know, I mean, and so One Voice itself is is a UK version uh, of of a really good conference model. Um, we have an awards ceremony in there, which is which is different. So, yeah, um, by the time this is released, uh, the One Voice conference awards will have been uh, would have been um, the submissions will be open, and so you can enter. That there's also an international male and female category this year, um, and we'd just love to see people there. We 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 really make sure we pay attention to the amount of good quality speakers we have there. For example, the um, the keynote speaker is a guy called Hugh Bonneville, um, who's a very famous British actor, um, and you'd probably recognise him from uh, the Paddington films and from Downton Abbey. He's um, the Lord of uh, Lord Grantham uh, in that. Um, so um, the, we're going for a very high caliber um, level of people. What's also really lovely about it is that is the position of it. It's right on the Thames, just opposite Canary Wharf, and it has its own its own pier um, and its own uh, boat ferry, which takes you across every morning, which is which is special. That's great. Well, hopefully some of our audience will be able to attend. I've actually talked to a few people that are attending, and that should be exciting yeah. for them. Um, I'm not sure I'll be able to make the trip across the pond this time, but it is one of my bucket list items for sure. Next Excellent. year. Next year. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hugh, thanks again. Is there anything you'd like our audience to know that we haven't covered or how they can reach you if they want to sign up for a membership? Sure. Um, just go to gravyforthebrain.com um, and you can either take, uh, we've got lots of free stuff on the front page. Um, there's lots of free webinars you can go and take um, without being a member. As I said, there's lots of free content on there that you don't have to be a member to, to get. So for example, the escrow service is free. Uh, the void is free. Our calculators and our rate guides are all free. Um, there's even a little intercom uh, button at the bottom right uh, where you can get directly through to Harry, who's our support guy. Oh, um, I love Harry. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dude, isn't he? Um, and actually, I have an offer for, for your um, listeners, um, which would be, um, let's say, podcast 2019. Uh, and that'll give you a little discount if you pop that on there as well. So type in that code podcast 2019 and they can, they can get a discount? Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's great. Well, thanks again, Hugh. Enjoy the rest of your uh, well afternoon for you, and we'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you, gents.